I mean, I was. Well, what we said. I was quite interested, um, like why you reached out to me, because <laughs> I was like, hmm, I think I'm a little out of this wheelhouse of of just kind of like health and fitness. And I was like, well, but like obviously mental health and just fitness go hand in hand. So I was like, mm. I'm interested. Why not? <laughs> Let's do it. Well, yeah, it was. It's kind of like evolved off, right? So. I'm a guy who likes to have conversations with with people from all uh, like walks of life, right? So you can you can take a dip into someone else's reality um, and and share some stories and hear some stories and that. Um, like you know, I'm from Manchester, um, and if I never would have left, I would only be able to see the world through like one sets of eyes, right? So I'd yeah. be like super like kind of shut off from everything else. Um, you know, yeah, okay. The the journey kind of started in the whole fitness fitness realm right and then kind of branched off and started talking about you know the mental health and started talking about poetry and all that type of stuff and and then uh, my mom's quite spiritual growing up so um as you kind of leave the nest and uh you know kind of dip into all these different things and meet new people you're like you know what maybe maybe i'll kind of give this a go um a little bit more you know and, <laughs> hey Maybe there's something to it. This mental yeah, maybe. Thing. You know, maybe she wasn't just crazy growing up. Yeah. Um, she's definitely crazy though. That's a hundred percent certain. Um, <laughs> I mean, we aren't we all? Aren't we yes. all? <laughs> all the best ones are. Um, and I, I, I'm just here for a conversation. You know, I probably should change the name of the old podcast, but uh, fuck no. it, whatever. No, because it will it will bring in kind of people that probably wouldn't listen to something like this or yeah. this kind of conversation. So, Hey, hey exactly. I and I, I don't get it right. I've had, um, I've had a lot of uh, talks with like, you know, past employers and stuff like that. Right. And they're like, Oh, you need to create this page for this thing and this page for this thing and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but I'm, I'm all of it. I'm not just one of them. That's you know what I mean? There you go. <laughs> I'm like, I don't get it. Like, why can't everything just be, you know, in one place? And if you don't want to listen to it or don't want to read into it or whatever, then then don't. I love that. I love that because people always try and like niche themselves and like put it, put themselves into little boxes. And yeah. that is one of my biggest pet peeves is when people try and like put me in this little box of like, I don't even like using the word like oh like i'm spiritual even though i don't really know what to like identify with in terms of you know like beliefs because hmm. i'm not religious but then spiritual kind of comes with this perception of a little strange a little out there you know you probably have like crystals and do weird stuff and like i do <laughs> all the time but I also don't like being put in in that box because, you know, like I come from a very religious background with my family and still have deep respect for that. And yeah, I'm just open to it all. And the boxing I think is just for, well, my theory is it's just for like the human mind to like make themselves feel better, you know? Cause they want to put themselves in this little like neat little box of like, I am this, this and this rather than, just admit that we're like these incredible, expansive souls that ha that can like 
you know, like one thing this day and then like something completely different the next. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like comfort, right? Yeah, absolutely. I am this. It makes yeah. you feel comfortable. Whereas yeah, and... like I'm more comfortable without the labels. Mm. I don't know. I, am. <laughs> same. I just am. 100% same. It's weird. Like I'll, I'll question myself and kind of, um, you know, ask myself those questions a lot. I'm like, what the fuck am I, you know? Well, that's just like from the human ego, you know, it's like we have to define ourselves when like in spirituality, if you start going down, you know, reading different books and stuff, it all comes down to just the phrase of like, I am. And that's a really amazing mantra to meditate on is it's just, I am nothing else. Mm. And I, I love that mantra because it just, it's, it explains what, this kind of world is that you don't define yourself. You just are. It's very interesting. Well, like five minutes in, you already blow my mind. <laughs> I'm like, what is meditate, going on? Meditate on I am and you'll, yeah, you'll get your mind blown. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, like I think about, you know, just being, you know what I mean? And just living um, a lot. A lot of people from back home will kind of like contact me at strange hours of the day, you know, because of the whole time zones, like we said. But we're like, you know, how are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm kind of just living. Yeah. I don't know. There's not really much else to explain. I'm just kind of, you know, getting by, living along, yeah. figuring this thing out. Experiencing life. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. I am. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, diving into the whole um, ego thing, why do you think people play on that a lot more than you probably need to? Because we're conditioned that way, you know what I mean? So, so from birth, we are conditioned to identify with the mind. So we're conditioned to identify with, with something that our parents told us to do or told us who we are and who we're supposed to be and what school told us to be and, and what our partner told us to be. And, and throughout our whole, probably until, I don't know, mid-20s and or maybe never you start to really question or earlier you know wait who am i outside of all of this and that's that's kind of when a spiritual journey starts to happen when you're like wait like i actually don't identify with my job even though it takes over my whole life and and you just start to question you know but the ego just likes to be safe. It likes to hold on to things. It likes to identify with certain aspects because what you really are or what we really are, which this isn't even like a, you know, a spiritual concept. Like everyone knows that, you know, energy isn't created or destroyed. Mm -hmm. You know, even atheists, a lot of atheists believe in like an energy and like some type of higher power. I actually find atheists really interesting because they always end up being some of the most spiritual people, but they like don't even realize it. And I find it so interesting. You can have the best conversation with people who label themselves as atheists. <laughs> really? Yeah, because they're very spiritual because they, they look at life and, and who they are extremely, like very differently. But 
what we actually are is this kind of infinite soul and spirit. You know, like the spirit lives on in almost every religion. They always say in belief system, it's the spirit lives on, but we have kind of this temporary human body. And that is difficult for some people to, for some people to grasp because we identify so much with this body, you know, mm. where like, oh, I am Jessica and I do this, this, and this. But when you stop identifying with that, that's when you kind of realize who and what you actually are and what you're capable of. Like personally, mm. I don't really identify with, um, I am Jessica from, you know, a small town in, in the States and I did this for work, you know what I mean? That that was like a part of, of this experience, of this human experience that I'm having, but that's not who I am. And when you start to meditate, that's when you kind of experience this, this like infinite part of yourself, this like soul part of yourself. And you're like, whoa, actually we're so much more. <laughs> So do I. <laughs> yeah it does like I, I love getting into like the you know the sorry deep... I rant I rant no 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 like this is your world you know like you you fucking go for it uh so who are you so well that's when it goes back to the I am we we have to become uncomfortable with not labeling it you know what I mean like mm. I am just a soul that's experiencing life and i think like we get really hung up on like everyone gets hung up on like what is my purpose you know what's my purpose in life i have to do all of these things and i like to kind of take it a step back and be like my purpose is just to experience you know life and experience love like i i very much believe that um unconditional love is the root of of the soul not conditional love not romantic love but unconditional love the energy of it that's my belief is that we are born as this kind of being of light and joy and unconditional love and then we get kind of broken down <laughs> along the way and what i really feel like i'm here for is just experiencing you know what I mean? Just experiencing joy, just sitting on the beach and people watching and watching how everybody is just are these incredible multifaceted beings, you know? And yeah, so I don't know who I am. <laughs> I just am, you know, and I am and I'm completely okay with that. And mm. we evolve so much. Mm. So I could say who I am today where you know, I'm an embodied energy healer or a somatic energy healer. And I work with people and their emotions and, and tapping into the body to tap into a deeper part of themselves. That's who I am right now if I had to like define myself in kind of like earthly terms. But who I actually am as a soul is, is completely different. So always an interesting question. Wow. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> it changes though, right? And Absolutely. I, I believe like who we are, I kind of going into like the old um, samurai philosophy of uh, you're different from day to day. I like that. Is that a samurai philosophy? You're different from day to day. Yeah. Like I didn't know about this. Like I'm a, I'm a writer too, right? So I'll 
kind of sit down writer to write that sounds really weird but i'll sit down and just hey i love your poetry ah love it thank you appreciate it um i was always makes me feel a bit weird that (laughs) well yeah well (laughs) i guess it's my fault i put it on Well, when I saw when I saw it really quick, when I saw your poetry, I was like, this is like a beautiful representation of of like like healthy masculine energy. You know what I mean? Because that's kind of like a huge issue in today's society is mm. particularly men who are kind of just stuck in this, you know, I don't have feelings and, you know, they're taught you know, you have to do this, this, and this in order to be a man, whatever that means, what, you know, be a man, what is that? And, and I love that, you know, like you have this fitness side with, you know, exercise and health and things like that, but then your poetry is like extremely deep and, oh, thank you. And, and very good. And I was like, this is perfect. This is the balance between the healthy masculine and the healthy feminine energies. I'm not talking about gender because that's the energies within us. Like I need to have the healthy feminine is just kind of like flowy and creative, which would be that poetry side for you. And the healthy masculine would be more structured. And, you know, I want to do this, this, and this to, to have this goal and get this done. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly right. That's exactly what I believe. Like, I don't like we're, we're all living right. And we all call ourselves like human beings. So to me, it doesn't make sense just going one side and just kind of doing and being one side. So, for example, because I'm a dude, it'd be like, oh, yeah, you can only you can only experience this. I'm like, well, I am alive, right? I'm supposed to be living through this through this thing that we call life. So it doesn't really make any sense to me why I'm not the other side to, you know, have a yin and a yang, the masculine and the feminine energies. Um, that's probably just my blonde brain, just kind of having a brain fart and be like, mm, Alex, what's going on? Like, you probably should be doing both, like restart the system type stuff. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's interesting, you know, modern, modern society. I think, uh, I think dudes would be able to figure out a lot of things if they adapt or adopt the philosophy of like a poetic warrior, you know what I mean? kind of going down the whole um, like Roman soldier type-esque philosophy, whatever the fuck you want to call it, of like, okay, yeah, cool. Like you are this like warrior, this this being that could destroy the planet, but you're also something that will sit down and, and, and question and think about everything. And you would yeah. then understand its meaning and then you wouldn't go destroy it because you understand why it's there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I great philosophers and great warriors. Mm. Absolutely. And the most like balanced people I meet, whatever the gender, I notice that they have this beautiful balance. And, and specifically men, they have this beautiful balance between their masculine and feminine energies. And then instantly, as, as a female, I feel... 10 times safer in that person's Mm. presence in that man's presence when i can tell that they have this kind of like healthy you know yin feminine energy 
that they don't that they don't deny and that they don't hide that is a normal part of themselves even even people who just men who like to dance and you can you can just tell you can tell when a man has kind of this healthy feminine energetic side and i i love it and they are always the most balanced 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 people and it's just a breath of fresh air as a as a female honestly Mm. stand up for the crowd right not even stand out from the crowd but it feels safe it feels safe because on the other hand it's like the unhealthy masculine that they hide behind and i'm generalizing but behind they hide behind anger and you know often identify with you know womanizing behavior and they have there's this unhealthy masculine side and women are intuitive. I can see it in a second. I can see through it in a second. You know what I mean? And instantly I'll pull back and all the walls go up. I don't feel safe. You know what I mean? And like, nope, can't, can't go there. But when I can see someone that's very balanced in both of these energies, I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. I feel, I feel, cause I feel things very energetically since I work with the body, work with energies. I'm very like in tune. So I feel like physically safer with with someone who is a bit more balanced in both of those energies and don't doesn't deny that the soul doesn't have a gender, you know what I mean? So identifying with solely, you know, these over masculine qualities is actually not not who we are as a soul. It's not natural. It's it's not natural. And you're really denying a whole part of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it isn't. It isn't natural. And it doesn't yeah. make sense. And if you look back through the, you know, through history, we were more of this balanced being, right? We would do all the things. And now it's kind of like you have a specific role in a cog, in a wheel, do your thing for the greater good, whatever the fuck that means. Why why do you think we've gone from we kind of had this figured out? this life yeah okay there was a lot of bad shit going on that we probably need to leave in the past um but why do you think we went from here to now we've just forgotten all about that and we try and adopt this very specific niche i i think bigger picture just like as a whole Mm. if you look at societies who are more connected with with nature like new zealand i feel like it's a much more, you'll just meet much more balanced and people who are, you know, literally down to earth because they Mm. kind of have this connection with the earth still. And not just, you know, like, oh, respect the earth. I mean, energetically, you have this respect for the land that you're living on. And in most Western cultures, that's just completely lost. That's just gone. We, we are so disconnected with, with kind of who we actually are and where we come from, you know, like where our ancestors come from, came from, you know, even just like harvesting from the land, living on the land. People, you know, are afraid to just go outside and spend time in nature these days sometimes, depending on, you know, where you're living. And I genuinely feel like it's just this massive disconnection from nature, because for me, if I need to just kind of come back home in a sense, 
to, to my heart, to my soul. And if I'm needing a bit of healing, if I need to, you know, if I'm feeling a lot of anxiety and my mind is racing and this and that, and I just need to have a complete reset, mm-hmm. I have to go and spend some time in nature. Even if it's just an hour that I'll go in the morning and I'll just meditate on the earth, on the earth with kind of this, I'm again, I'm very big with energies, working with energies. So asking the earth for this healing, visualizing it coming up and into my body, visualizing myself growing roots down into the earth and asking for that healing, for a healing back in return and that energy back in return. And that just instantly kind of brings you home to yourself and your soul. But when, you know, most of the culture is based on the grind and the hustle and, and technology and this and that. And technology is great. Technology is great. But you can also, we also have just lost who we are. Mm. I think grounding yourself is really important, right? In, in whatever way you do it. And, and yeah, that's kind of planted the seed in my mind is I do it every Sunday, every Sunday morning. Like I don't, like most of Sunday, I don't really spend with anybody. I kind of just spend on my own. But um, I'll just go to the beach and we'll, you know, hear the waves and kind of sit on the sand and and that's it. And I'll just kind of close my eyes and try and think of nothing, you know, for a, a mind that will go a million and one miles an hour. It's it's a very difficult thing to think of nothing and be completely present. So that's usually something that I'll try and do, which ultimately is doing exactly what you're saying. Um, and I think finding that that grounding process for for everyone is really important. Absolutely, and, and with you saying like it's difficult to you know quiet the mind, I find it interesting that a lot of people have this judgment around meditation of oh well, I could never do that because my mind is always racing. Like yeah. must be nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, my mind. Yeah. never stops <laughs> like it is just constantly thinking i think a lot i write a lot i you know what i mean like i it's just on i've just been that way since i was a little kid and meditation is what has just completely transformed my my mental health absolutely mm-hmm. and and so when people kind of have this judgment of like oh well, it must be nice to be able to meditate <laughs> And I'm like, I don't meditate because I'm like, oh my gosh, I love sitting here and just being with myself. No, meditation is extremely vulnerable. You have to sit with yourself. You have to sit with your feelings and emotions. And especially when I, like, I challenge myself, like when I am going through more like emotional times or more times of like anxiety and depression, things like that. When I actually sit in meditation and just be with myself, that's when I kind of, my soul kind of helps me figure out what's actually going on. And that's what kind of helps me speed up the process of just tor- towards healing, really. So yeah, I, I like that you can acknowledge, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not easy and it's not supposed to be easy, you know, mm-hmm. but it's, it's such an incredible, it's such an incredible practice. Yeah, and you're so strong to be able to do it. You know what I mean? Like you said, you mentioned the word vulnerability and I'm really glad you said that because especially for dudes, you know, it's like never show any sign of weakness and never be vulnerable. You're like, Whoa, geez, you know, uh, like don't show emotions. I'm Good like, luck. what? You're, you're, 
human being. Like you have emotions. Yeah. 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 And if you're going to bottle that up, it's going to do exactly that. You're going to bottle it up. Right. And one of these days it's going to burst. And, you know, that's what we're seeing when, when lads end up swinging from nooses, you know, it's like it, it, it bottles up so, so much. They're like, ah, I'm, I'm done. It's like, dude, this doesn't have to be this way. You know, all you got to do is feel it first. And you can do that and not in a, like, I feel like men think it's just wild because there's this stigma with men and not feeling emotions. And, you know, I grew up with a very kind of my, my brother and my dad are, I'm very, very close with them. I was always just kind of like gravitated to my brother and my dad rather than like my mother and two sisters. So I kind of would like, you know, be on that side of thing, like more like, you know, tomboy esque and I learned that too. So I always learned like emotions were, were bad kind of per se or not bad, but they were weak. Emotions are weak. Showing emotion is weak. And, and so I, I kind of believe that for a long time. <laughs> like, and I just would, I was, I was just so good at just shutting myself down and not showing any emotion because that's what I learned. I learned that it was weak. You, you don't do it. It's, you know, it's not, it's not manly, even though I am a female, you know, but I, grew up so close with my brother and my dad. That's just like what I adopted. And, and then it got me nowhere. Like it got, got me in like shitty relationships where I like wouldn't express my feelings It like, you know, it just, it just, just, it just destroyed me because inside I had these emotions, but I was not acknowledging them even for myself, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just wild to me that like men go through just these deep struggles of not wanting to show these emotions when the more kind of vulnerable and courageous thing to do, like you talking about like the Roman warrior and stuff like that, or like the warrior archetype in general for men, it's more kind of courageous to show that you have these feelings and express these feelings in a healthy way. So they don't come out in, you know, cheating on your partner and, and, you know, having unresolved anger issues that are very obvious to people, you know what I mean? Like it's much more difficult and it takes a lot more strength to actually show and express your emotions in a healthy way. And, and we just, we all have to any, any kind of gender, but I know like with men in particular, like with suicide rates and things like that, it's what, like three times more with, with men. Yeah, and I think that's, that's, yeah. And it's horrible. It, that's horrible mm. because they're just taught that they need to hold space for, you know, everyone else's emotions and hide their own. And, and that's not fair. And I feel like even if they just acknowledged, wow, I'm, really angry about this let's see what's like your quote i read this morning which i was like oh that's a good one and that really shows kind of like what how i work with people that it was like anger is anger is pain and pain is and pain is peace or something oh i don't know what i said it was something oh, where basically under oh yeah underneath anger is pain yeah and underneath pain is peace yeah yeah and that's like the absolute representation of how you can work with yourself and go from acknowledging your anger 
And then working your way down and actually admitting, oh, I'm actually really hurting and I'm actually really sad about this. And then going through and working through this sadness, this could take months, you know, it could take months to just be in this sadness and this pain and kind of let yourself be in it and move through it. Mm -hmm. Then eventually moving through it will lead you to this inner peace because acknowledging the pain usually comes with forgiveness, forgiveness of yourself, forgiveness of the other person. And then eventually it will lead you to peace. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, like that that one that one couldn't sum me up be you know, growing up any better than than the way it does. You know, I did the whole anger thing. I was very quick on the trigger, you know, there was a there's a big red button that everyone knew where it was, and all you got to do is look at it and I'm ready to rip everyone's head off. Um like it it got bad, but you know, growing up in a in a fearful environment um, and not seeing me dad a lot kind of meant that, you know, you have to put on that cap or as you believed, you have to put on that cap of the big strong man, you know what I mean? And you're like 12 or seven, you know, (laughs) that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And and be kind of like the father figure for your mother as well, or the the masculine kind of protector for your mother, you know, that's a lot of, for a 12 year old boy yeah yeah i got um yeah i got a couple of stories about that and i will go back to it mentally quite a lot um mm. because it's the one story that i've kind of made peace with but i will never let go of if that makes sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um which you'll probably pose a question to me if i've not let go of it have i made peace of it um that's why I say I kind of made peace of it. Like I know it's happened and I am grateful for it because now I have learned a lot from it. But at the same time, I hope I never see his face again. Mm, mm. Uh. And that's, I feel like, and that's okay. You know what I mean? You can't shame yourself for still having these. That's the biggest thing with, with dealing with our emotions is you can't shame yourself for still being angry about something because you're not going to trick yourself. You know, you mm. can say, you know, oh, I forgive this person because I'm supposed to. So you can say that over and over and over again, but it doesn't make it true. Yeah. And yeah. In, you in five, 10 years, you know, you could be at a place yeah. of peace, you know what I mean? Doing more inner work and more meditation around it and things like that. Maybe you could get to a place of peace within five years maybe a year who knows you know what i mean but it's okay to be angry and just and just leave it at that like it's it's okay to just leave it at anger for as long as you need as long as it's not like coming out in healthy ways and you're acknowledging i'm really fucking angry about this and i'm gonna stay angry about this and maybe in the future this will change maybe it won't usually if you can get to a place of this, it just, it takes a lot of courage to forgive. Mm. But when you don't, so I'm in energetics, talking energetically, when you have this kind of connection to someone that's through like, I don't forgive them, I'm angry. It keeps that bond there. 
So it's almost like this energetic bond between you and the other person. That makes sense. So it, it keeps that bond there. And a, what a lot of people won't admit is it's because they don't want to fully let go of that connection, you mm. know, on like a personal level for very obvious reasons, because there's love behind that anger and pain, you know. And that's what it comes down to is a lot of times behind that anger and pain, there's, there's still some love and you don't want to let it go. But at the point where you can say, wow, I forgive myself, first of all, which is hard to do. I forgive myself for, you know, being this young adult in these difficult situations and I didn't know any better. And, you know, you have to forgive yourself and then you have to even if you don't forgive them, forgiveness isn't for them. You know, when you forgive someone that like wronged you and hurt you, it has nothing to do with them. You're not giving them anything. You're not doing anything for them. Forgiveness is for letting yourself become free of that painful attachment because it probably hurts. It probably hurts to be angry. You know, it hurts to hold on. So it's like that forgiveness being like, you know what? I, I do forgive you. And that comes with time and that comes with time and patience and love and compassion for yourself. But when you do have that moment of like, Oh wait, I actually, you know what? I, I forgive you. And I want to be released from this pain and this attachment to you. And it's a huge shift and you can feel that shift energetically because you, and you can tell when it, you can just tell when it happens. Like I've had this happen happen with many people and I've had this happen with myself where I'm like I would say these affirmations of like I forgive you I forgive you I forgive you but I didn't and mm. I still hated them but then there was just this moment like a vulnerable moment when I was on the beach and I had this epiphany of wait forgiving them is for myself not forgiving them is because I still want to hold on to that attachment a little bit and I was like you know what I'm ready I'm ready to, I'm ready to step forward from this and, and see, and see what happens and see what happens from there. It's okay to like go back and forth, you know what I mean? And, and hate them again. And then, you know what I mean? Like it, it's a process, it's an energetic process, but I just always think we're souls, we're on this path of evolution and as much kind of freedom that my soul can have, the better. You know, if I can be free from all of these attachments with other people who like hurt me and wrong me, that's where I want to be, you know, because like when I leave this earth, I want to be a completely free soul mm. from all of these attachments. Because they weigh you down, right? What was that? They weigh you down. Yeah. Yes. Because they weigh you down. You can literally feel them. They're heavy. They're heavy and they hurt, you know? And so that was the biggest kind of epiphany I had with forgiveness that it just blew my mind. And it made me think of it very differently of admitting to myself, oh, wait, I'm actually holding on to this because I still care about them and there's still love there. And I didn't, I didn't consciously realize that until I was very much like sitting in meditation and, and working on, on this process. Mm. Gonna end up making me cry now. <laughs> I can feel that. I can feel, I can feel that. It's okay. 
vulnerability. It's beautiful. It's, you know, it's, it's beautiful. And, you know, I believe everything happens for a reason. So I'm sure we have done this call for a reason. And yeah, it's, I'm very appreciative of it. No, no, I, I, I'm really, really appreciative. Like it's, um, I'm so grateful to be able to dive into someone else's world. You know what I mean? I think uh, perception is reality. You know, we can all see the same, you know, we've all, we've all seen the picture of, is it a rabbit or is it a goblet or whatever it is, right? Or a duck, you know, a rabbit or a duck. And they're like, oh, that's a rabbit. That's a duck. You know, we just see it differently. Um, and I think conversation allows us to take a dip into someone else's reality. And I, and I think that's really beautiful. Oh, yeah. I, it, I forget what book this is, but I was recently reading it. It just popped up in my mind again of it was it was like a metaphor for everyone was at this party and and each person he explained how each person and being in their perception it was the same exact party same exact scenario and then he went through each person and how every person had this completely different story of like what happened at that party you know someone hated it someone had like the best time of their lives someone was like eh, you know what i mean <laughs> and so that's just really it like the, the re reality is reality the same thing is happening to all of us like i recently had someone comment on a post that i made of like oh well how do you stay you know i do movement i do some like movement therapy and embodiment work and they're like how do you how do you just you know stay happy with everything that's going on in the world I'm like, well, that takes effort. That's, that's a big one. You know, like I'm, I'm not just like, woo. <laughs> like I'm choosing, I'm choosing to be happy. And that takes a conscious choice every single day to wake up and be like, you know what? I want to be happy today. <laughs> you have to choose it. We have to choose it. And, and I just said, because what, what's the alternative? We need to wake up and see the state of the world and, and make and, and just feel like shit for the rest of the day because the world looks like it's going to shit you know what i mean or or choosing the the more difficult thing which is to be happy you know like there's a lot of shame for people that can like be joyful and and like stay in there stay in this kind of state of joy and bliss and happiness there's a lot of shame around that like oh almost like how dare you but it takes work work <laughs> it takes work to be like, I want to be happy today and I'm going to choose happiness. And you choose that every single day, every single moment. And, and like, that's how you're going to have big shifts in your life, you know? Mm. And I still, I still have to do that every day. I still have to wake up and be like, okay, I really choose joy today. I choose joy today, you know, because I suffer with like a lot of depression, anxiety, social anxiety, and I have to wake up and make that choice for myself every day otherwise i could just easily lay in bed and, and just like wallow in self-hate yep. Yep. <laughs> it's easier it's easier yep but i um you know there's times to do that you know that you can you can end up figuring a lot of things out and i think um especially you know relating it back to dudes like they're really really scared of sitting in that wallow you know what i mean it's like no no, no i can't be feeling like this blah blah, blah. i'm like no no sit there figure your shit out and then come out of it and choose, like you say, choose happiness. Like you, the only thing you've got control over is yourself, right? You know, why aren't you, why aren't you depressed about the state of the world? Because me on my own is not going to fix anything. Like if I snap yeah. my fingers, nothing's going to happen. You know, I have to be able to control myself first. If you, you know, it's the whole, if you want to change the world, change yourself. 
Yep. I think if and everyone choosing joy, if you're if if one person sees that and is like, wow, I want I want that, then that's yep. another person that wants to choose joy. Yeah. So you're not you're not doing any benefit to yourself or or the world, the collective by by sitting in. Well, the thing is, I like that you said that it's okay to to sit in that self pity. You know what I mean? Some days it it is absolutely okay and it's necessary yeah. because that's yeah. how you kind of get through it. Is you allow yourself to sit in in that self pity. Like just the other day, I had this funny. I went to. Um, like that kind of off-grid Airbnb in, in like the jungle here. And I realized I forgot my books, which are like my comfort blanket, you know? Mm -hmm. I always have a book with me because if I'm feeling a little socially awkward, oh, I got my book, so it's fine. I'll just like, even if, I, even if I'm not reading it, I'll just like have it on the table it. and it mentally helps me it's like oh, yeah. the funniest thing but i forgot my books and i was like oh my gosh i was just like devastated i'm like what am i gonna do great i actually have to like sit with myself this is great and like the wi-fi was like not really working so i was like you know what well if i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this so i just like shut the wi-fi off for the day and and the night and i just sat with myself I was like well what 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 should I do? I'll meditate. I'll do this and that. Plus I can't read. So I ended up writing my, my emotions, which I'm actually not as good at. I like to move through it. That that's what works for me. I have a mental block about writing them down for some reason. Um, and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to write that. I'm going to write this down. I'm going to write a letter to myself, a letter to, of this part of myself that like needs some healing. So I wrote this letter to myself. It was to myself for a little bit. And then it turned into writing a letter to someone else. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then I was just crying and crying and crying and crying and just like in fetal position with like my pillow, you know what I mean? And it got out so much pain and emotion that I didn't even realize was, was still there that I didn't, I wasn't even conscious that that was still there. And I know I'm so trusting in, in source and spirit that I know that I left my books there probably subconsciously for a reason. So I could just sit in my shit and, and move that energy. Crying is beautiful for releasing energy. Never hold back tears because you're holding yeah. up, holding that emotion. So I just let myself be in it and cry. And it felt so good. And then afterwards, it, it feels like this massive emotional release because you let yourself be in it and you let yourself cry. And then I burned it. <laughs> and I burned the papers. <laughs> that's, that's so beautiful. I think sitting in, that, sitting in that space, you know what I mean? Especially writing it down, you know? And then, and then getting rid of it, like burning them. I do the same thing. Like when I'm done with a book and I've like getting, kind of written everything, it's like draft form notes and all that. And I've created the book out of it and it's now its entity and it can kind of go elsewhere. Then I, I burn the whole thing. Just love, I can't rest on my laurels. Like working on it yesterday doesn't do anything for me today. So I have to be able to, you know, clean slate every day 
and going off the grid ah uh, that's that, that's that's me in a nutshell that's that's what i'll do i'll uh take like a week or two um and kind of just disappear i love it like, where's he gone i don't know like he, <laughs> maybe we'll turn up again maybe he won't <laughs> i love that i mean nature is just so healing you gotta give yourself that space and you become you, you come back like with a new perspective mm. and i like that you said like you come back with a clean slate because it's important in this kind of healing you don't want to get stuck in the perpetual healing cycle you know what i mean so like the the letter that i wrote in in the emotions that came out and then releasing them that those are gone those are done and now i'm going to keep moving forward and there should be kind of like a progression because a lot of people just you know, like, like it's easy to get stuck in pain. It's easy to get stuck in the perpetual healing cycle and yeah. the victim cycle and identify yourself with your pain, with, with what happened to you. And that's, that's something that we as a collective need to break because mm. we, we have our story and it's always going to be a part of us. You know, we're always going to have this story that, you know, this bad thing happened to you, but a lot of us identify with it very strongly, you know? So you meet someone sometimes and you'll notice that within the first hour or less of meeting them, they'll tell you this, their, their story, their, of the pain that happened to them. And it's because they've identified with it and they don't know themselves outside of that. Yeah. But that's not you, you know, you have to, you have to break yourself of, off that and be like, yeah, that, that happened to me. And that was a part of my chapter. And I acknowledge that and accept it. That's not who I am. And I'm not identifying with that pain. I'm not identifying as that. I'm not letting that like control me, you know, because it's giving it power. You're giving it power. So yeah, that's just a, that's a big one. That's a big one that I find a lot. And for myself that I had to learn that the hard way. Yeah to like kind of stop that in my own head i don't know if this is like uh it's going to help anyone else but just to stop my very blonde brain is like thinking about it as like you're a bunch of little stories going into like a bigger saga you know what i mean rather than just i am this one thing it's like mm, no like you know you've done this and now that's that chapter's over that story's concluded now you've done this one and then that one's concluded and then you know you're going to learn forward going back to that samurai philosophy of like you're a different person every single day yeah and every day we can just create this kind of new life and version that we want mm. and i'm a huge believer in, in kind of co-creating with with life mm. what we want you know we do have that power it's when you think that you don't that that you're kind of stuck in the woe is me like i'm stuck at you know like i i worked at this tech job that I hated and I was in like a shitty like emotionally abusive relationship and I was very like in victim mode of uh like why do all these things happen to me and sometimes you have to take responsibility and that was hard for me where I had to take the responsibility of there is a part of me that's letting myself be in this and then it got to the point where I quit my job I had no idea what I was going to do for money I left the relationship and was absolutely devastated. You know what I mean? 
And that was, that was harder. That was like the harder thing to do. But I acknowledged in, that I had a choice. And if I was waking up and choosing something that I did not like doing every single day, there's a part of you that's making that conscious choice, even if it's subconscious, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Choosing, creating that new reality. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, learning and learning the lessons from yesterday and applying them to today and, and growing forward. Like you, that's, that's the, that's the point in life, right? You mentioned um, a word like a while ago saying purpose, you know, and purpose is like a man-made thing. You know, we just do it. To, like I, I wrote something a while ago. It was like, um, oh, was it go by? The future is a lie. We tell ourselves to keep going. Mm, okay. Yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah. It's always like, oh no, 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 this thing in the future, this thing in the future, like, and now relating it to this yeah. thing in the past. And you're like, guys, like, you know, we're forgetting about where our feet stand right now. Yeah. The only time you can make a difference is like the only time that you can make, if you don't like your life right now, if you're not happy with your life right now, there's the only time you can make a difference is right now in the present moment. And that's where that like moment to moment choosing comes in. You know what I mean? Like what this recently, I kind of did this thing where I wrote out my kind of like perfect day of this i call it like my highest timeline or yeah i call it my highest timeline or like my highest self or aligned self and it's always good to like strive for something so i kind of wrote out this wrote out this day wrote out my perfect day and and then now i'm trying to live in that i'm trying to make the choice every day to kind of live in that because i was like okay if i'm here and i kind of want to be there and wake up and choose joy and, you know, go to the beach and work at a cafe and, you know, be working with people online and having, you know, very soul connected clients and things like that. I need to actually do something right now to make this my reality. And so that's just been, that's been an interesting process of like, okay, moment by moment, I'm choosing in the present moment of, this version of myself that I want. Mm. So if you just keep, like thinking to the, in the future that it's just going to magically happen, it's probably not. <laughs> like you need to do something in yeah. the present moment, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, wishing that you're going to uh, win the lottery. Do you yeah. play the lottery? No. So yeah. are you ever going to win it? No. <laughs> like, you know, people like it's manifesting and they're like why aren't my manifestations happening and i'm like you gotta meet it halfway yeah, you know yeah. if, if you want this version of yourself and it's like this completely different version of yourself and then every day you're just like waking up you know not happy you need to take baby steps and like meet yourself halfway to mm -hmm. this version of yourself that you're imagining because you can get there you absolutely can get there because it's a part of you it's in your mm -hmm. consciousness it already exists in your consciousness so that's the first step. Self-work is exactly that. You need to do it yourself. You can't just wish for it. Yeah. Close yeah. the name, guys. <laughs> yeah. Which a lot of people don't like that, especially like in the spiritual community. They're just like, I can just manifest and everything will just happen. And I'm like, I do believe that manifestation is, is absolutely very, very real. Mm -hmm. But you want to speed up that manifestation, start 
start making choices that are aligned in it every day, taking that aligned action, they say. And people who really understand manifestation and co-creation with the universe, they, they always say that. You take that aligned action every day towards this kind of highest timeline or version that you want. Mm. So what? So what's your journey? What's your story? What's my story? Mm. In general? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's like a that's like a who I am question. I'm like, what's my story? Okay, in a nutshell, I'll say my story in a nutshell. I mean, it's tough because I really like have. It's funny because it's like I've really disidentified with these like past versions of myself. But I guess like the the best way to explain kind of who I am now and like where I came from is just like before I was just I was just completely lost. I was just completely lost. I was struggling with with alcohol and just I I do I am I'm not sober, but I like maybe have a drink once a month back then I was like drinking, you know, every practically every day, you know what I mean? Just kind of like numbing myself with alcohol and sometimes other substances. So I came from this place of just focusing on all of these, what would only kind of satisfy my physical being, right? And so that's where that comes in, where you over identify with this physical body. So I was only satisfying things that were for the physical, you know what I mean? But whether that's like alcohol or, or like very toxic sexually driven relationships where I would just be like treated like shit, you know what I mean? And then just victimize myself for it. Mm -hmm. And, and that was, and I identified with that. And that was like who I was because I didn't, I didn't identify with, with who I am as a spirit. I was just identifying with what can make my physical body and my physical senses happy. And what kind of changed things for me was, I mean, and I, I feel like probably a lot of people feel this i just always had this kind of inner feeling of like is this life mm. <laughs> like is this it like really this is it like i'm just supposed to like go out and drink and like you know have sex and like i'm like this is it like this is this is life like this this is all it is is this is this, is this who i am and it was just kind of this like feeling of there would just be like this pit in my stomach of knowing that there's something more that there's just, I didn't know what that something was, but it was knowing that it's something more. So I turned to, I grew up very, um, my family was very religious, very Christian, but I, I wasn't, I didn't identify with it too much. And so there was a point in time before I kind of got into the work that I'm doing now, which is more, quote unquote spiritual in nature. I was very I went to be very um very Christian, very, very religious. So I went from like this low place, then went into Christianity. Still didn't really feel a hundred percent fulfilled. So I kept kind of searching for that. 
And that's when I found meditation. And it was meditation that just, and I just started, like now I teach meditation and, and meditative kind of techniques, but I just started with like YouTube videos. Just, I just YouTube like meditation for depression. <laughs> just like desperate. And I would just YouTube, I would just watch these YouTube, listen to these YouTube videos and I, and they completely kind of would shift things for me. I was like, damn, like this, this is really actually, this is really helping me, especially the visual ones hmm. where now I will take people through visual journeys because our brain is incredible. You know what I mean? So if you can kind of create these visual journeys for yourself that are metaphoric in nature or talking to a person from your past that you need to kind of have a conversation with, it can be very powerful the brain because the brain doesn't really know the difference between what happened and kind of this created memory and so i would do these very visual meditations and i just was it was it was just making such an impact on my mental health because for those 15 minutes i finally could stop overthinking and stop you know feeling all these horrible emotions that I didn't know what to do with at that point because I didn't have the tools that I have today. Mm. And it started with meditation back in 2014, I think is when I started meditating. And it was also after I like, uh, I, I had, I just, I just hit like a great rock bottom of like TWI, oh, yeah. breakup. Like I was just like, holy oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> this sucks like i like this is it and then it was after that where i was just like i just need to leave and start over and so i moved to australia <laughs> wow. moved to australia was there for two and a half years and it was there from when i was which is also a very like kind of changing time in your life it was i moved there when i was like 25 so it was like 25 to almost 28 and that was just such a transitional time in my life of meeting different people from walks of life and then meeting other people with the same kind of views on life as me and it just went from there and then eventually of course i went into doing this work and doing a few certifications and this and that and that that happened you know over the course of the past four or five years and then that kind of brings me to what I do today. And it was all very step by step. Like when people, cause I do embodiment work, embodied healing work. So that means using all of the resources in our body, our voice, our, our mind, creating these visuals, our breath and movement. And basically using our body as this, as this, natural healing resource you know to to heal ourselves and that's kind of my my main belief and i'll get so many comments specifically from a lot of women that are like oh i could never i could never just move and and be confident to, to you know just move in a in a confident way and do and, and dance and things like that and if five years ago you told me that i would be like now i teach workshops and i'm up at the front you know teaching these movement techniques 
And like, I would just, I would never, I would have never, I would have never, like I probably didn't dance without alcohol, you know what I mean? So, so thinking that I'm like up there doing these movement sessions and sounds where I work with vowel sounds, vowel sounds are very ancient. Our voice is, we're given the tone of voice that we have to heal our own body, you know, we're made of what, like 70% water or something. So these vibrations within our body created by our own voice is very powerful. It has nothing to do with if you're a singer or not. I cannot sing, but you know, I could do some vowel sounds, you know, <laughs> and it feels good, you know? So just thinking that I'm like up there because people see me, what I do now, and that I think they just assume, you know, I don't know that I was just always this like spiritual person. And I'm like, absolutely not. Like thinking back and then doing what I'm doing now, like at the front of a room, teaching a group of people to move through their emotions and, and make these sounds for their own healing. I just would have, I would have thought you're nuts. Like there's no way I would have thought I would have been here. No way. No and yeah so I guess that's my story <laughs> well that's beautiful you know like kind of going from polar opposite to polar opposite like that's, that's yeah. the evolution of life though right you're growing through it and you've learned from from all the past like negative experiences in the past and that's that can only be described as beautiful yeah 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 because I don't identify with it anymore that's mm. the thing is I've kind of moved past the identification of of like this is yeah that was a part of me that was a chapter in my life but like who i am now i'm just just a completely different person like, mm. really different person. i think it's just moving I, forward yeah i think rock bottom is the greatest gift anyone could ever be given what is rock bottom rock bottom oh yes mm. rock bottom is great that's yeah. where transformation happens yeah it's a strange <laughs> that's place. where transformation happens yeah. That's a lot of times where spiritual journeys start too. Yeah. You know, you, I don't know. I don't know if I know one person that is has this kind of same sort of life, and they haven't hit rock bottom and then built themselves up from there. Rock bottom is a slap in the face from the universe that you need to get your shit together, and that nothing else is working, nothing else is serving you in life. Yeah. So we're gonna take everything away from you, and then now you're gonna rebuild yourself. Yeah, that's beautiful. People, people think, you know, you're only going to have one rock bottom and then everything's going to be fine and dandy. It's like, no, 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 no. Like you can, you can go down there quite a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Cause you could have like, like, I had my, I had my very like physical reality rock bottom. And then like, I also had more like spiritual rock bottoms of like, okay, I'm in this new life and I'm like redefining myself, but then like, fuck am I actually doing? You know what I mean? So I've had like yeah. different, I've had different versions of rock bottoms, yeah. but it's just, it, they, each one, you just continue to create yourself from, from that space, you know? And it's just, they're gifts, honestly. They're mm -hmm. rock bottoms are an opportunity to build from the ground up and create the new individual that you want to be and you have the right to do that you know mm -hmm. a lot of people a lot of other people identify you as your past that's their problem you know what i mean if they're always going to identify you with like this certain version of yourself 
that's that's their personal issue you know what i mean we have the absolute divine right to wake up and and create a different and new version of ourselves moving okay. forward right. yeah i'll actively take myself down there quite a lot and that's usually when i like disappear and go off the grid right um <laughs> you know this i could i could tell you a story of i was in auckland and you know, I ended up getting fired a couple of times and that's a different story, but, uh, I get, I get fired a lot, Jess, pretty that <laughs> you know, and it happened. It wasn't aligned. See, I would just, <laughs> sometimes it's great being spiritual. Cause like, if something like just falls apart, I'm like, ah, it wasn't in alignment. <laughs> yeah. 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 All people would just say, you can't keep your fucking mouth shut. And I'm like, well, I can't No, because like, <laughs> if something's not right i'm gonna be like hey that's probably not right you know you you probably shouldn't be doing that and it was like ah you probably shouldn't be working here anymore i'm like cool see you later um no but i got in my car and i drove from auckland to queenstown which is about just over a thousand k's i think two thousand k's something like that yeah that's that's yeah oh okay so that's like top of north island to like bottom of south island basically yeah pretty much yeah and i i i went there and back in a week but um I just lived in the passenger seat of my car. I like deleted everything from my phone. I, I would like it. sit at like lakes and just write randomly, like write in this like tiny, tiny little notepad I took with me. Like I, I could have, I could have took a like legit book, but I took this tiny thing right, <laughs> of like this shitty little pencil that I was kind of scribbling with. And any like rock I saw on a hill, I was like, oh, it's probably a good rock. I'm gonna go like pull over and go hike up and sit on this yeah. rock and just like think about some things but um legit like i'll take myself to those fucking weird places and you start like you know if you've not had any human contact and had no conversation with people um for like four or five days like you start going to some weird weird places right yeah and you know i look back at it now and i find it hilarious but during it it's it it gets during a bit funky but um no legit like um i think i got like i want to say like six days in right i got to queenstown i spent like a day there i'd hiked up the uh mountain there i sat at the top thought about some things wrote some things came back down and i woke up on like the um it was actually valentine's day right and i woke I up mean- in, like <laughs> at the side of the road in my car like kind of just like arms crossed hood up kind of woke up and i just sat up right I looked around and I was just like, yeah, I'm good. Was it? <laughs> yes, yes. Was it? Amazing. But that's the thing is like you allowed yourself to go through that process, which which took like a week of this emotional processing and being with the mind and writing and letting yourself kind of like go to these strange like places within the mind and coming back out of it. And then you were able to emotionally process it. Most people do not give themselves the time and space to emotionally process it. So that's, that's mm. amazing. It's weird. <laughs> you know, it's very weird. And I'd say, you know, if it's going to be your first time, make sure people, well, that's, I always, you know, people say, make sure that they know where you are. And I'm like, I don't do that because I don't like I know, people. I don't do that either. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll like send a text to my family and be like, I'm going camping off yeah. the grid don't if i don't if you don't hear from me i'm fine yeah. like, okay. <laughs> but that but yeah definitely like 
have like the right tools with you like to create that experience but like yeah for anybody listening i highly recommend doing these off-grid experiences of like taking your notebook taking a pen allowing yourself not to go on your phone allowing yourself very minimal human contact where Mm -hmm. i really want to do have you heard of vipassanas no oh i want to do this so bad i i know it'll come to me at the right time um but vipassanas are just a style of kind of well not a style of meditation they're 10 days silent silent meditative retreats so you can like you can go to these vipassana centers and and um men and women are separated uh you can't you can't talk to anybody when you're there um and this would be something to work up to but you can't even you can't bring books you can't have like i don't think you can even have like a journal it's i know it's literally just just give give me a few books and something to write with oh i'll be i'll be fine i'm fine having zero human contact for a while you know but take those things away from me Ooh, that's when things start getting weird <laughs> that's when things get weird and so they take away everything and they take away you know everything from you and then you uh sit in periods of meditation i think like at sun, sunrise midday and sunset and you do it for 10 days and they say like the first four days are you just feel like you're going nuts because you so, can't yeah. sleep, you don't speak you don't speak at all yeah so literally just with your mind i'm like there's a fear of me where i'm like what if i just went nuts like <laughs> come back and i'm like <laughs> So there's this fear, but I, I really want to do it because that would just be like the biggest challenge. It would just be so interesting. I, I really want to do all these like spiritual things from all parts of the world. You know what I mean? So like basically jump into all these different cultures and be like, cool, like what do you, what do, you do? Like wicked, now I'm going to do that. And then, you know, have this silent 10 day retreat, then have this, you're only drinking green tea in like Japan or you're yes. now in India and you're going to become a monk or whatever. It's like just kind of like learning from from everything. Right. We we need to be able to take the, the beauty out of technology and be able to, you know, dot around in this like metal bird that we call a plane um, and then learn from these like ancient ways of healing right so we can become this like i think of it as like the a man of the earth like a man with no flag rather than um you know i'm english i was like oh okay that's a that's a label i'm I'm more like a of a living creature that will just Mm -hmm. kind of dot around and try and learn from everyone so yeah like i mean i would 100 percent be up for that but i'm already absolutely crazy so i'm probably going to come out of that mental (laughs) or or just completely a new person i mean that's oh. what most people say they just come yeah. out like a com- just completely different mindset which i'm sure it's it's just kind of, there's a fear there of like what who am i going to come out as i'll always be me but i'm sure i would come out with different views and that's kind of intimidating mm. but yes with the culture thing being in mexico i've gotten myself in have these hilarious moments with myself because i just like view life as if I feel like spirit, I call it spirit, source, God, whatever you want to call it. If I feel like spirit is 
leading me somewhere, I will just drop everything and go. Yeah, 100%. And a lot of people think that's like absolutely nuts, but I think that's 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 what works for me. That's like yep. how I choose to live my life. So when I was living in the States and then I got this pull to just like drop everything and move to Mexico, I just did just for no reason. I was like, yeah, yep. I'm going to do this. I don't know what's going to happen. We'll see. And I've gotten myself in just these beautiful, interesting situations here. I was like, wow, if I didn't follow this call, I would have never, I would have never been in this situation where they have these Temescals, which are, um, I think they're mostly Native American, but then also, they're also for the indigenous, indigenous Mexican population, more like Mayan culture, I believe. But um, they have these Temescals, which are, which are sweat lodges, equivalent mm. Native American sweat lodges. Um, and I would be, you know, I, I don't know, my Spanish isn't great, it's okay. And I would just be in this moment, you know, where a friend invited me who's fluent and then I'm sitting there, I'm the only person who, I'm the only like gringo. And, you know, it just was the most incredible experience of, we were like in the dirt, you have to crawl in the dirt to get into this, this handmade sweat lodge or temescal and then you're in there and you can't, you can't like breathe because they have these, these uh, very sacred rocks that they put in the middle. And then you have the kind of medicine woman that's leading, that's leading it with music, with, with song, because that's, that's like how a lot of traditional cultures um, did a lot of shamanic healing and things like that was through, was through song. So you, you have the medicine woman at the at the front, like leading the music with the drum and singing these incredible songs, and you can't see anything. You can only hear. You're just dripping. You're just a pile of sweat because you're in the sweat lodge. It's like if, a, if it's it's like if you were in a sauna, but it was all steam that like almost feels like it can burn you, but it's not. And it is, it's like a rebirth. That's kind of the, the theory behind of it. It's like this rebirth of you're in this womb, you're in like this womb of the earth. And when you are finished with it, you're in there for like, I think 45 minutes to an hour. And then when you are out of it, you kind of like let go what you need to when you're in it and you come out of it. But it's experiences like that where I'm like, I want to do the same thing. I want to travel and just go to these cultures and learn from them. And, and, and it just is so expanding to the mind. It's mm. just, it's just mind blowing. That's, that's insane. That's so beautiful. Like I hate saunas and for that reason, I love them. Um, I, um, you know, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm as white as a piece of paper. Uh, if I put up an A4 piece of paper and I close my eyes, I blend in. Um, you know, so I'm not accustomed <laughs> to the heat, we'll say. Um, yeah. Probably somewhere along genealogy comes from a very cold place, which would, again makes sense. Um, but I like I like going into them. I like uh, kind of sitting in in that environment where I'm really really uncomfortable, can barely breathe, feel really vulnerable, um, and you know you, you sat with a bunch of strangers, which is also a weird experience because everyone's like you know, in the tighty whities and you're like, wait, hold on a minute. Like what's going on? 
um but it forces you to like deal with those things right you 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 know i kind of explain it of i'm just going to go beat myself up so what do you mean i'm going to go sit in this you know environment that i hate and like have a fist fight with a part of me that i don't like so then i can come out a different person and you do you, you you legit feel like a brand new human being I felt like I was a freaking newborn baby coming out of there. <laughs> it was amazing. I was like, well, I need to do this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was absolutely, it was just absolutely incredible. Yeah. Highly recommend. I feel, mm. I feel like there's amazing things in New Zealand as well. Yeah. Like, you know, these parts of here that obviously have no, no, um, like cell reception, which is incredible. You know, it's, perfect for me because i don't like being contactable which is ironic because obviously we're on a podcast um no i'm the same i'm I'm the same like i wish i could go live off grid oh but i have to actually do this thing called work work (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. um but yeah like i love it you know i'll just kind of toss around like i say like um I'll, i'll become a little bit nomadic for a while and 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 disappear um i kind of let everyone know i'm like hey i'm gonna disappear um potentially i'm not gonna come back (laughs) there's gonna be one day where (laughs) your name's your name has changed you're like 100% 100%. (laughs) just because like i don't know you know like i'm you know like i'm purposely gonna send myself crazy i'm purposely gonna have those those fights i'm gonna wallow i'm gonna write i'm gonna create i'm gonna like you know dive in the sea or whatever and and just kind of end up somewhere and i'm either gonna hit hit a place where i'm like you know what my journey has reached its end i'm gonna go back or i'm gonna be like you know what i'm not gonna go back and i don't know i can't predict that you know i'm not gonna lie to someone and be like yeah yeah i'll 100 be back because you know those yogis in the Himalayas where they like go and live in a cave for years at a time, just like meditating. Wow. And do they come back to society? Probably not. Probably not. I wouldn't. I reckon I could do that. Although not I'd right? be the most misplaced yogi. I would rock up, <laughs> you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, so white. They're like, what is this like Western lad doing? Go away. You know, oh, and I'm just they like would love it. in Nepal somewhere, like, hey guys, I'm here to just, you know, right. live life. There's so many people like that though. Like like I feel like society is waking up. Like we re- we really are in this kind of like collective awakening of people are actually kind of like, wait, there's a little bit more going on right now. And they mm. can't kind of pinpoint it. But we I fully believe in the next, you know. Even, even the next few decades, but I fully believe a hundred years from now, we're going to be in a completely different society that is not going to be driven by, like, I think desk jobs and being like chained at a desk from nine to five, that's going to be like obsolete. That's going to be like people working in factory jobs. Mm. Humans aren't supposed to, computers are relatively new anyways. We're not supposed to be staring at a computer all day. <laughs> like that's it's the most unnatural kind of thing. I think technology will evolve. I think levels of consciousness will evolve. I hope that we become, oh, this reminded me of when we were talking about, when you were talking about the uh, 
song or thing in the Temescal. Um, I'm hoping that we'll go back to a society that respects our land a bit more, you know, because mm. we are actually being like, wow, we're actually making this horrible impact. What can we do? So there's more kind of awareness there. And that was something in myself I realized. I mean, I always respected the land in a sense. And you know what I mean? I was like, oh, well, I like recycle. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't really know, like, I didn't really get it. You know what I mean? At first coming here, I think that's one of the biggest takeaways I'm gonna have from living in Mexico. We've only been here like eight months. Um, the biggest takeaway that I'll have is the connection that they have with the land here is so beautiful and so, you know, giving offerings to the land, giving thanks to the land, being in this connection and treating the earth like it is the living, breathing, conscious being that it is, you know what I mean? And that is really living here. I've just completely shifted and grown. I've always just been so connected with nature. And, you know, when I was living in Colorado, I'd just like be like talking to trees and meditating with them. <laughs> but it, a crazy lady. It, I know. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I remember there's this like vanilla smelling tree in Colorado. It's it's the best. And people from Colorado know, like they know this type of tree. And I'd just be like smelling the vanilla tree. I'd be like, I like nuts. <laughs> like, whatever. But I so I always had this kind of love for nature, but here it's been so different because it's this kind of sacred. It's tough to explain until you experience this kind of sacred communion with the land and that you can feel that it is alive and it's with you and helping you. And it wants, it wants to heal you as much as you want to give to it. And it's just completely changed me having that connection and having that support where now like I will go hiking and I will find places to just like meditate, commune with the land and give my kind of offering of giving even just a visual offering of like offering like love and support. Or sometimes I'll, I'll bring, you know, like a rock or something or something, some sort of significant um, representation of an offering to the land. You know what I mean? And now I just feel like I'm in communion with nature. I'm working with it. And that has just completely changed my perception of, of life, honestly. And that really, that connection really found me here in Mexico. Yeah. So grateful for that. That's really beautiful. I think that's something that everyone can take away, right? And it's, you know, we all need that. A higher connection with with the planet that we walk on right we need to be able to work with it rather than fighting against it all the time a fight cannot last forever and someone has to lose but if you work with each other then you can both win oh yeah and i'm like who do you think is gonna lose humans have been on this planet for how long yeah. and then how long is the earth yeah we're not gonna win <laughs> we will not win so it's either like we adapt or we will lose like that's just not even a question you know what i mean the earth has easily wiped out 
you know, species before and it can again. <laughs> Not to like scare people, but it's just like we we almost get like cocky that we like we think we're like stronger than than the earth. Like, the mm -hmm. earth is this conscious living being and it has been for billions of years and we have we humankind has been a blip on the radar. We need to respect kind of what we are in terms of the whole big picture here. Mm. Yeah. Mm, that's so true. I agree. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jessica, thank you so much for your time. Like, um, of course. Honestly, it's going to be two parts. <laughs> hey? It's definitely going to be two parts. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And I'm I'm 100% going to cry in the second part. Like, I'm already tearing up. Oh. <laughs> I can't wait to I can't wait to listen to it. I'm so I'm so grateful that you asked me on because I was like, hmm, health and fitness, why not? I'm like, I don't know. But then I saw your poetry and I was like, oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I get it. I get it now. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, like the, the best conversations I have is is with people like yourself who are like open to all walks of life rather than just like, yeah, bro. Like I go in and I train and I'm like, Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> I, can't, right. I can't even, I can't even imagine after like this, like this was an incredible, this is an incredible conscious conversation. So I'm very grateful to you. It's not everybody can hold space for this kind of conversation, but I can't imagine. I'm thinking of like, I don't know. I haven't listened to your podcast, but like, if I go on and it's just like talking about like, you know, lifting weights. <laughs> you know, 20, 20 minutes in, you're like, oh, okay. Um, thanks for your time. I'm going to have to go. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Like, you know, like, like I said, like there's, there's things to learn from everyone. Right. And there's people, you know, I can take lessons from people living a super fast lifestyle. I can take lessons from, you know, I've spoken to like ex Olympians and shit like that. And, which yeah. is really cool. Um, but like space that personally, you know, you know, you asked me the question, where are you right now in like life? I'm like, I'm more interested in this stuff and having a completely open conversation. And it could be like, wherever it goes, it goes. Right. Yeah. We can talk about my cat for three hours and I will talk your ear off about my cat because she's the best and my best friend, right? But, um, <laughs> we, we can talk about whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to just be like, oh, okay, so how do we, you know, build the fitness industry and how do we get better as athletes and stuff like that? I'm like, okay, that's great, you know, and we work in that realm of, like, using the energy and all that in a physical matter. Great, but I say you need something physical and you also need something non-physical, right? You need to get in the gym, okay? Or... Mm -hmm you know, if you train outside, whatever, but you also need to be able to do something else. You know, the whole um, poetic warrior um, philosophy rather than just like, I'm going to go in and I train, bro, because this is what I do. I'm like, ah, okay, cool. Well, but they're always, they're, you're training for a reason, you know what I mean? And that usually comes down to a mental reason, whether 100%. that's mental health, anxiety, whether that's just wanting to, look good okay if someone's like oh i just want to like look good okay but why do you want why? to look good yeah come down to insecurity or you know wanting to impress 
women, you know what I mean? But then that might also come from an insecurity. So like it all comes down to mental. It's, it's all mental at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. It's actually quite funny. It's a, it's an ongoing joke, right? You get into the gym to look better, to impress ladies, but the only people you impress is other dudes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, Oh, okay. I don't think this is working. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? <laughs> Let me write poetry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the way to do it. Sit down and talk about your feelings. It's better than big arms. Uh, oh, I mean, that's ten times more impressive. That's more impressive. That's more vulnerable. That takes more strength. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, it's harder. It's so much harder. Mm. It's yeah. so much harder. Yeah, harder. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It it's ten. How oh, it's just it's just funny how taking care of your mental health kind of has this almost like weakness sort of perception attached to it when it's 10 times harder to to take care of yourself in that way than mm. in a physical way 10 mm. times harder yeah because it's it's evolving right it's never a set thing you know yeah yeah you can eat right you kind of mobilize and work out a little bit and that's always gonna stay the same what you do in those realms might change but like in a sense of like looking after your your mental health, that could be completely different. One day it could be going in, kicking seven bells of shit out of a punch bag. And the next day it could be like in a fetal position crying. And that's the best thing that you could do for yourself that day. You know, it, it can just change from all angles. And it's, it's quite and fascinating. Like our physical self is temporary. You know mm. what I mean? It's temporary. It's, you know, slowly deteriorating, whether we want to admit that or not, you know what I mean? But our mind and our spirit and our soul is, is infinite and it's not going anywhere and it will only expand, you know what I mean? So it's like when, when these yogis and stuff, when they get old, like they, they're not connected to their body. They're so connected to their spirit that it like, doesn't matter if they, you know, drop into this old age and this and that, where it's like, you've got, you have, if, if for anything, take care of your mind. So like, as we naturally age, you can, mm. you can kind of like, not, not fear that, not fear that at all, because you'll have your, you'll have your mind. Like, I can't wait till I'm like an old crazy lady. That's just like, who knows? I've even, <laughs> the, the meditation experiences that I have now, I can't even imagine. I'll be like levitating by the time I'm like 50. <laughs> oh, I'm, uh, I'm going to keep you to that. I want to see you like <laughs> levitating down the street, like going to go yeah, grab groceries. Exactly. What the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, it's just a crazy lady. Leave her alone. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> no, I, um, I'm so, I'm so grateful for your time and, um, hopefully one day we can, actually do it face to face and then over a coffee. I mean, hey, if I'm in New Zealand, I can't wait to get I can't wait to get back to New Zealand. Yeah, I was actually supposed to move back to Australia, but then um everything happened. Yeah. So, and yeah. I was rerouted. And the C word happened, right? COVID. <laughs> good old good old good old, good old COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean well, it's kind of funny being down here in in Mexico because it's so different. Yeah. Just the collective consciousness of it. It's yeah. it's just not really um I haven't talked about 
the C word. <laughs> yeah. And I'll go months. I'll, I've been down here for eight months, and maybe I've talked about it a handful of times with people. Good. People I think it's better. It doesn't infiltrate your mind, right? It doesn't start corrupting you. Like, like here, like, you know, if you, it's like there's two ways of living, right? You can kind of be in tune with the whole worldwide news and always talk about things that are happening or whatever, and then you can get caught up in it, right? Or you can do what I did when I was like 16, 17, and was like, I'm no longer watching news ever again. Like, I don't even know what yeah, news. I haven't watched the news. I'll see stuff like on social media, and I guess that's like my news, which is yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> which isn't a reliable source, but I'll have family be like, oh my gosh, do you hear what happened? I'm like, what? No, <laughs> no, no, I, no I literally don't know anything. My news feed is full of like cats doing silly things. You're like, oh, Aww. look at this. Uh, I mean, that comes down to the whole thing of perception of, it is reality. You know, you're, you're at the same kind of with like that book imagery of like, you're at the same party or at the same, you know, shit show of a party. Hmm. Every single person is going to have their own story and their own perception of it. You know, hmm. but I, I find that a lot of people that I speak to have had incredible experiences through this experience because it's forced them to be with themselves. It forced them to maybe change careers. It's it's forced them to think, look at life differently. And there has been a huge upside to to COVID as well, honestly. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, it has forced people to face a lot of things that they didn't want to. Um, you know, I think it's now evolved into an excuse for a lot of things. Um, or a reason and kind of, oh, we're going to do this because of, you know, the C word. And you're like, oh, guys, come on. You know, yeah. this happened like two great, years great, ago now. Great, it's, great it's, like social anxiety. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, I can't. Yeah. I'm, I have the sniffles. Might be COVID. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't leave my house for two weeks. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is like, I feel like maybe I took it a little better solely for the fact of, um, I love my own time and just being with myself and meditating and, and like, I actually have to take the conscious effort of like, okay, let's get outside and, and socialize. Let's do this because I'm too comfortable. Yep. That's it. I feel that. <laughs> yeah yeah i uh i can very easily just kind of lock myself away and and do my thing you know that's what i usually say i'm, I'm just doing my thing yeah it's yeah. like yeah alex but doing your thing means you don't see another human being for a long time and people get worried i'm like i'm okay yeah. you know i'm all right <laughs> <I think. laughs> you know? i'm just talking to the voices in my head you're like oh dear like yeah. he's mental i mean that's meditation in a nutshell that's, yeah. I mean, that's meditation in a nutshell is kind of separating these two. Well, that's a whole other conversation, but separating the streams of consciousness. You know what I mean? You have your yeah. ego mind and then you have your higher conscious mind. And you can get to a point where you can separate those streams of consciousness. Like now I like that's just, I absolutely can. Like I can identify when my ego is like, Oh, like I'm tired. And like, I don't want to do this. And like your ego is just like whiny and annoying and sad. And then you have like your higher consciousness, which is 
which is just strong and clear and 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 just this this higher version of yourself and what and that's what meditation can do separate those mm. streams of consciousness and then life is just way easier way <laughs> just so much easier after that happens again blowing my very small blonde brain i would definitely that's how i kind of began meditation honestly was was I heard of the concept of the observer, the conscious observer, which is basically the higher self, the higher mind, the super consciousness, whatever you want to call it. There's lots of different names for it. And then the monkey mind, the ego mind. And I heard that concept of like, oh, being the conscious observer. So there's these thoughts in your head that are like talking shit and like just sad and, and struggling. But then there's another kind of consciousness there that's watching that, that's conscious of this conversation happening. And that part of you that's conscious of this conversation going on that can say, hey, you know, it's okay. You know, it's okay. Let's, let's go do this. Maybe, maybe go drink some water, get up out of bed, get some sun. You know, then you have this kind of conscious observer that can step in and kind of calm on this other voice down, you know? But once you get, once you separate those two, and then once you get the conscious observer to kind of take over more so than the ego or the monkey mind, that's, that's when things get a little more interesting. Wow. Highly recommend working on that practice, which is, which is easy to practice because anytime you're kind of like in that, in the spiral shitty thoughts, just observe, observe for a moment, have that conscious observer there. You can picture him just like sitting there in your brain if you want, you know what I mean? Have the conscious observer just like watching the thoughts without judgment. Just going, oh, okay, you know? And that's how I started the practice. And then it got to the point where my conscious observer was able to step in and be like, whoa, 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 like relax. Like what do you even, you know, what do you even think about that? You're just making this up in your mind. Everything's fine. And I'd be like, oops, yeah, oops, like my ego's just like acting up. And then like now it's just like, I used to spiral myself in this mental kind of ego state for months at a time, you know, or that I, I used to like live at the, live in this state. Now I can, my conscious observer can come in relatively quickly and just kind of like manage, manage what's going on. Mm. And that was a life-changing, life-changing practice for me. For me. Well, well, I feel like I've got homework to do. Yep. <laughs> Go do your homework. <laughs> That's okay. your homework. Conscious observer, get grounded. Ask nature for a healing and see how you feel. Mm. Visualizing your roots and allowing that energy to come up. Do that visualization. That's your homework. <laughs> mm. Okay. Okay. I'll do it. Well, I am, I'm going away over Christmas. Like I'm just going to disappear again. I'm going to. Yes, I love it. <laughs> Get myself a van and just that's it. Change my name. Oh, I'm jealous. You're making me want to. I need to go like off the grid now. <laughs> You're like, I've not heard anything from him from a while. Like, what's going on? Oh, okay, yeah, he's disappeared. Like, <laughs> he's actually a monk now. <laughs> yeah, probably in Nepal, meditating in the Himalayas in a cave. <laughs> you'll go on like some sort of like base camp or something, and you'll walk yeah. past this little. <laughs> This little village, and I'll just be sat on a rock. 
You'd be like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing here? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it's headed, obviously. That's where it's going, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's where it's going. It's going yeah. to happen. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about me, ma'am. I'll be okay. I'm just in the Himalayas. <laughs> Imagine the stories you'd have afterwards, though. That's just where the best stories come from. Mm. That's what I think about a lot. Is like sitting in a rocking chair at like 90 years old, like nursing a whiskey and be like, gather around kids. They've got a story to tell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, just these weird and wacky stories. And I also had an idea of children's books, right? And I've actually written one, but it's not published. Um in the sense of it tells stories of these fictional characters. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it is stories that I've done, right? And just mm-hmm. kind of lessons along the way. And it's kind of like woven in to these little little tales. They're only sharp books and it's in like a poetic format. Um, I love I love yeah. That. And then, you know, if I ever have kids, great. If I don't, great. Like, and I can get to pass this story on and then whenever the the young human being grows up i'm like oh okay now do you want to know the real story behind it ah i love that so i can i can like see it i can see i can see like the little images yeah 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 i love that that's the idea (laughs) but we'll see i'm sure it'll happen I'm sure, I'm sure. I feel like you're just beginning. <laughs> if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? How old do you think? I, th- I think I think you're younger than me. I think. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I would honestly guess like, I mean, obviously we only see each other th- through a Zoom call. I would yeah, guess yeah. like 25 or 26, honestly. Maybe 27. Yeah, yeah. I'm 25. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 25. Bang on. So you've got a, you got a great spiritual awakening out of you it's going to happen <laughs> i can i can feel that i can <laughs> oh yeah i mean this monk idea sounds like a pretty good one <laughs> i deal with less people i don't have to talk to people i just sit around and like organize shit and think about things yeah sign me up absolutely i don't absolutely. have a mobile phone wicked <laughs> right so much easier. I know this this year I hope to uh, go back to India, actually, if it, it's supposed to open up again. And I would mm. love to go back there again. So I feel like they just have so much to learn, so much to learn. Just the most mm. incredible, incredible yogis over there. Yeah. Autobiography of a Yogi is an incredible enlightening book. Really? So, very where it just like explains basically who we are as souls and humans and what we're actually capable of with these like incredible, it's all truths, like true stories. It's a biography. And it's just like this Yogananda who, who wrote it, he, from his childhood, he basically had this like incredible kind of like adventurous life where he goes around um, mostly India and and meets these these yogis that are said to have like these there's famous yogis for having all this kind of like superhuman powers almost mm-hmm. um or like what we would what like west what like the regular western culture person would think of as superhuman 
and it's like his story of like meeting all of these incredible yogis so it's, it's amazing it's like mind-blowing what, what what's it called i'm gonna write it down autobiography of a yogi it's kind of like a classic spiritual book but some people i've heard some people say it's overrated i'm like i think it's a great expanding consciousness book all right i'm gonna get it i'm gonna read it i'll let you know what i think oh my gosh you'll <laughs> I'm like, my mind's blown it's your fault <laughs> your mind will be blown <laughs> Like I'm leaving. Oh damn. Where's he going now? <laughs> I know, yeah. Then then you will be in that cave. And then I'll be like, wow, oh yeah, I'm here too. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I read your book again. Kind of blew my mind. You're like, oh shit. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I I reckon I could live in Antarctica. In in where? Antarctica. That's where apparently there's all these like things hidden. Go live in Antarctica. I discovered the secrets. Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> could you do the cold? Oh, I couldn't do the cold. That's the only thing. Well, I could, I could do the cold. Um, it's also like you know the expanse, the expansive of nothingness, right? It's just all the same, yeah. and it would mm. kind of. I think it would make you go to some weird and wonderful places. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually applied. Yeah. I have submitted an expression of interest to go work in Antarctica. Amazing. I don't know. I don't know what they would give me, but I don't know. I'll clean toilets or something. Just let me sit and think for a while. I'm sure you'd have lots of time to sit and think. Mm. <laughs> and I mean, even just work, working in that atmosphere could be quite, I mean, meditative. Yeah, there's not much difference in the cold of Antarctica and Manchester. You know, it's. They're both fucking freezing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Oh, that'll be that'll be amazing. And I think I think certain like weather, being in certain different environments, like teaches you different things. Like when I was again with that like connection to the land, like what I kind of learned living in Colorado was very different where I meditate outside a lot and I like to receive messages from, from the earth, from spirit in my meditations. <laughs> and what I would kind of receive in Colorado, which is cold and, and beautiful mountains, just the most incredible, incredible mountains, Very similar to New Zealand, honestly. And what I received there versus what I received in, in Mexico and I'm, I'm in the jungle. I mean, I'm in, I'm in the jungle. I'm in almost like rainforest style energy. And it's just completely different. It's amazing. Mm. So what you learn in Antarctica, it's an interesting energy there. Exactly. And then the Himalayas. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, yes. I, Himalayas is on my, on my bucket list. That, just want to go travel and meditate off the land in different in different places and just receive this wisdom from all these different places. Mm. That, that would be the dream. Mm. I always I like the uh, concept of like giving giving gifts to everyone that you kind of you know meet along the way. Mm. Be like, oh, hey, here's um, I don't know, a necklace with the emblem of the city that I'm from, or here's mm. something that I picked up 
on the other side of the world on a journey that I went on five years ago or whatever. Or here's a little here's a little poem that I wrote looking up at the night sky and just kind of passing on these things, right? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of partly, I think, why I really like leaving um, like offerings to the land is because mm. I feel like, okay, like I have, I know where I put my little offering up on this like beautiful mountain overlooking the ocean here and it'll always be there. Like I'll always have this little offering. So I think I had, I think I just gave like a few crystals and then I think I wrote a note and, and buried it. And I'll just know that it's always there. And that's kind of, that's kind of nice. And I'd like mm. to, like I started that here because I just deepened my connection of this concept of being in communion with the earth. And I'd love to do that in, in every place I go, kind of leave this part of me where, you know, when you're older, you have this kind of grid of energies and networks of all of these different, you know, from all these different places. Very interesting. That's that's a stunning idea. And I really want to do it with my book, right? Because like yeah. it's not got my face on it. It's just got a name, and you know, the name Alex Thomas could be anyone. You yeah. know, so it's it's got zero contact with me, and that's the point. And just kind of write something in it and just chuck it somewhere. You know? I I love that. That's funny because I actually um I'll do that in Airbnbs. I just love it. Yeah. So there will always be books and Airbnbs, you know, like they always have just like, usually they just have like some cute little books like set up and I'll either, and like, I, like, I just paint like for fun, like little, like I like painting little cards or like little rocks and things just mm. for the fun of it. And because it's very meditative, very calming. And so I'll paint either a rock or or like a little card or something and then i'll just like leave it in the book or i'll like write like a little poem and like leave it there <laughs> like a little like encouraging mm. inspiration and i i love i just think that's so fun i think mm. that's so fun of like yeah. who will find that in like years to come that's so interesting yeah it's the whole concept of like a message in a bottle right you know it's yeah kind of uh hand on a shoulder if anyone needs it but who knows if anyone will actually read it like maybe they don't and i think that's and that's what makes the world go around right those little those little nuggets of uh you said um unconditional love i think that i think that's beautiful of oh hey can you can you send you know a green tea to that table please you're like why i was like why not not. You know, yeah. I don't know that person. Like, they don't know me. They don't need to. I'm going to walk out. Like, or, you know, you kind of leave something on the table or, yeah, like you said, bury it. Like, it's it's beautiful. Yeah. And if everyone just did that a little bit, I mean, imagine the world would just be such a... <laughs> Give it the next hundred years. There's a... I 100% believe that there is just a very... There's a progression in consciousness and I feel like people are kind of even though I, I don't I don't necessarily like to overuse the whole people are waking up because people who don't identify with that I feel like like I would feel bad if if I was like oh well I don't know if I'm awake does that mean I'm asleep does that mean I'm, you know and then you like judge yourself for it you know what I mean so I don't like over identifying with the whole like waking up concept 
But I do think people are just kind of seeing through the veil of illusion that is society. You know, it's it's just it's kind of fake. <laughs> it's it's a veil, you know, and I feel like we've been tricked in it for a long time and I feel like people are finally kind of seeing through it again, which is good. Yeah. And um I can't wait for them to fully see through it. But in a hundred years time, I don't think I'm gonna be around. Yeah, well, reincarnation. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe I come back as a cat. I could do a cat. I could there you go. You probably, you probably will. You probably... <laughs> I, I could do that. Nine lives? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Cats are so spiritual. <laughs> yeah. Be out of sleep 18 hours a day? Oh, I'm there. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, just take it easy on the next life. You're like, you look, being a human is really hard. I'm just going to go be someone's cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 100%. Well, <laughs> honestly, if, if I ever get on the wrong train and end up somewhere in Mexico, I'll give you a call. And hey, I don't know where I'll be. So, <laughs> and you'll be like, I'm in, I'm in the cave in the Himalayas. I'm in the cave. <laughs> yeah. I thought you said you were going to be here. I was like, ah, oh, shit, I got on the wrong one. I, I can feel that I energetically can tell when a place is, is like coming up for me because I'm very much like, I think you can learn from a place for a certain period of time. And then I think you outgrow your environment. So, yeah. I'm getting my kind of feeling of, okay, I think I'm ready for something next i don't know what but we'll see gotta meditate on it <laughs> yeah like go go with that feeling right that's that's yeah. the way we should live exactly my ancestors were like nomadic so i blame it on them <laughs> wow that's really cool yeah where were they from they so the culture is not really known but it's roma or romani and so that's kind of like half of my heritage is this Romani ancestry, which is which is basically like which is considered a slur word actually, but um, gypsy. Yeah. Um, so it's like they were the literal real gypsy race, which was just kind of wild. And and I remember when I found that out because my my grand my grandmother, who was Romani, she grew up in in like foster care, so we didn't like fully know. Um, we had like stories because. The, the name on that side was was a was like the name for gypsy in in that language so we kind of were like oh that's interesting like the surname was was literally meant meant gypsy so we kind of like had a had an inkling but then we did like the ancestry stuff and i was like that explains a lot and makes me feel better because i feel most at home not having a home because you can just the earth is your home you can just live off all of these different types of land and learn so much and so that just brought so much peace because i was like okay i'm not i'm not crazy, not crazy. and I'm, I'm not gonna like feel guilty anymore because everyone would be like what are you running away from like why don't you just settle down i'm like i don't know <laughs> no idea mm. i'll see you are, that's that's beautiful yeah, yeah, yeah. It was comforting being like, I blame it on my ancestors, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. Should we blame onto them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> no, I, I, I really, really appreciate your time. Though. Yes, thank you. This was amazing. We <laughs> talked for like two hours. I mean, this is just such an incredible conversation. And I feel like, uh, I'm sure, I feel like there's definitely some takeaways that, yeah, you gotta do your homework because you're gonna probably be a different person in, in the next like year or two years. Tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow, today. Tomorrow. today. <laughs> I'm like, holy fuck, Jessica blew my mind. <laughs> yeah i mean well yeah i do believe we are different people you know day to day and and i'm gonna 100 percent take something from from this conversation and i'll apply it you know for the rest of the day and tomorrow um and yeah i'm gonna be a different person from it and hopefully you you get something from you know a, a, a blonde lad that talks a little bit weird <laughs> no. i need to go off the grid <laughs> that's what i need to do yeah fuck people uh, the town I'm in is very energetic. It's very high energy. It's 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 like a spiritual town, but it's also like quite the party town. I'm, I'm like, mm, mm. I gotta I gotta get off the grid for a bit. It's, mm. it's been getting to me. So that was a reminder that I needed. That it's okay to take that time and space and just fuck off for a week and come back a different person. Yeah, wonder. <laughs> All right. Thank, thank you so much. This is this is amazing. I'm so interested to I'll listen to it when it comes out. You'll probably not even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, no, it'll be out soon. It'll be out soon. I don't I don't edit things. Oh lovely. This will be great. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much. I'll Have talk a great to day. you soon. All right. You too. See Bye. you later.